one of the key things for each show is as you walk in, there's a wall. Each show, we paint that wall to go with the show that we're currently doing. For Jesus Christ Superstar, it looked like a graffiti wall. It had big Dr. Seuss characters on it when we did Seussical. We had stonework on it for Secret Garden. Welcome to another episode of the Interesting People Podcast. Today I'm joined by Susan Thornton, the Artistic Director of Other Voices Theater. Susan, how's it going? It is going fabulous. We are always in the middle of some project or some rehearsal or some production. (laughs) That seems to be the art life. How long have you been with Other Voices Theater? Between eight and nine years. I started there when we did one show. We did a production of Footloose. And it was so popular, and it took off, and we said, hey, let's do more shows, and it has branched out now to an entire season. I think I read you guys do four main stage shows a year? Right. We now do four main stage, and then we do one children's show around the holidays, and it's one of those things where now we're wondering, should we do five shows? Or the cool thing is, because we're getting such a response in ticket sales for the current shows that we're doing, we are now adding some performances each weekend. So we started that with adding a Saturday matinee in addition to the Saturday night. This time, we're trying to add a Sunday night in addition to a Sunday matinee. One of the things I think that appeals to a lot of the people that perform with us, we do two weekends. So all of these people are volunteers. Basically, we're community theater. We say community theater with a professional output, but all of the people that come in, they have full-time jobs. They just love theater. If they're doing a show that they might say, oh my golly, this show or this role has been on my bucket list. I want to do this show. But because that way they don't have to commit a huge amount of time, they know it's a two-weekend run and then they're finished. So now we're just trying to do more performances in those two weekends. You can almost say that Other Voices is like an outlet. Very much so. We bring a lot of actors in from tri-state area pretty much because of where we're located. I mean, Frederick is awesome. We're a short drive down from Pennsylvania. They'll come over from West Virginia. We have people that will come in from Virginia, you know, because right across the bridge in Brunswick, you've got, boom, you're in Virginia. We also have people that will drive up from the Baltimore, D.C. area. We have people that come in from Hagerstown. I love it because obviously it's my passion and I love doing it. And we said, hey, we're here to do a production that everybody wants to be a part of and create something for an audience. And I think audiences are now saying, wow, we saw this past show or we've seen the past two shows. We're coming back for all of them. Yeah, I'm kicking myself because you guys said arsenic and old ladies. Yes! It's here in Fred. I love that play in particular. Uh, Chicago's coming up in August, yes, right? Yes, yes. That's coming up the first two weekends of August. It's been a show that we had talked about doing for a number of years. People know it. I directed a production of it years ago before the movie even came out. Ooh. And then the movie came out and now everybody's aware of it. <laughs> so um, we're having a blast with that because of course, you know, the music is fabulous. Donna Grimm is our choreographer and she's created some very unique, cool dance moments in the show, and we're having a lot of fun at rehearsals. And I think you guys shared a cast pic over the weekend on social media. Yes. They, they look real good. Oh my gosh, yes. And we did a photo shoot, and we had so much fun doing that photo shoot. The girls all got their intense faces on, and we were checking costumes at the same time, so that was a unique photo shoot. So as the artistic director, are you the one picking out which uh, musicals and plays you're doing? Basically, we have a steering committee. As part of that steering committee, we have a play reading committee, and then we always poll our audiences. We poll the actors that come to do shows with us, and we say, hey, what shows would you 
like to see? What shows would you like to be a part of? What's one of your bucket list shows to play this role in? And that's how a number of shows have come up. And we like to do a huge variety so that it'll appeal to a lot of different audiences because there we try to do a couple musicals and we'll try to do a non-musical like Arsenic and Old Lace. We have Blythe Spirit, a Noel Coward comedy coming up. We've done the female version of The Odd Couple. And then with the musicals, of course, man, there are so many to choose from. The old standards, we did Meet Me in St. Louis, which is like, oh my gosh, everybody goes, oh, Meet Me in St. Louis. But then we've also done Avenue Q. You know, we'll let people know that one is for mature audiences only. And that came about because a director said, hey, I would love to direct this production. So we brought it up to the Play Reading Steering Committee and we said, great, let's put it in. We've had one of the shows coming up is called First Date. And a lot of people don't know it. I wasn't familiar with it until it was suggested to us. Got the script and I thought, this is hysterical. It's all about people going on a first date. You know, what happens on blind dates and so forth. A lot of what we do will be a suggestion. We did last summer's production was Secret Garden because one of the music directors in the area, he said, I've always wanted to do this production with a huge orchestra. And we said, let's try it. Let's do it. Did you get an orchestra as well? Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's why, you know, sometimes we will do a small combo for a show. And the funny thing is where our space is, there's no orchestra pit. It's not like a regular stage where you can say the orchestra is going to be down here. We've had them on stage, which for Chicago, they're going to kind of be on the upper level surrounding the stage. We've had them on stage. We've had them to the side of the stage. We've had them up in a loft. When we did Secret Garden, they were actually in the dance studio next to the theater, and we mic'd everything. So you're over at the Performing Arts Factory. Right. Is that on Jefferson? It is on South Jefferson Street. In that building, there's a dance studio called Dance Unlimited. So a lot of people know the dance studio. They don't realize that in that same space is a 115-seat theater. So that's why I talk to a lot of people, and they'll say, well, I drive by that, and I've seen the sign, but I didn't realize there was really a theater in there. It's like, yes, we're in there. And that's the cool thing, too, is because we are the resident company there. We are there in the space. One of the key things for each show is as you walk in, there's a wall to your left as you walk into the seating. Each show, we paint that wall to go with the show that we're currently doing. For Jesus Christ Superstar, it looked like a graffiti wall. It had big Dr. Seuss characters on it when we did Seussical. We had stonework on it for Secret Garden, the fence with a little bit of ivy peeking out. One of the things for set design and our artistic painter, Chris Levy, is the one who does that wall. There'll be set designs on stage, and then the wall is one of the key things for people to come in and see. It's almost priming you for the experience yeah, you're walking yeah. to see. When we did Anything Goes, we wanted everybody to feel like they were walking onto a ship. You're a teacher, right? Yes. My official degree is Ooh. theater English secondary education. So I taught for a while at Brunswick High School, and then I actually left teaching to work down at Toby's Dinner theater full-time and then I ended up working with a company that did touring shows in the schools with educational shows for children and then was like an assistant director up at Walkersville for a while now I direct the shows at Middletown High School so I'm very much involved with the students in Frederick County and I love working with the students and then I teach the acting classes at Dance Unlimited that's kind of my day job or I guess afternoon job (laughs) and then the productions we rehearse in the evenings because everyone has a pretty much a full daytime job or weekends you also have a touring group with the voices, right? Yes, that's one that we take out into the school systems. There is a book that is in the Frederick County public school curriculum called Frederick. And it's just funny because we're in Frederick. People think, oh, it's a story about Frederick. 
said, no, Frederick's actually a mouse. So I did an adaptation of that. And then there's a local voice teacher, Kathy Porter Borden, who a lot of the children's productions we do, she writes the music for them. So we take that touring production out into elementary schools, out into daycare centers in Frederick County. And the Frederick Rotary Club, it was fabulous. They gave us a grant. So we were able to take it out to some more places. So we've been doing that this past year, and we're going to be taking it out in the fall. One of my big things is being able to bring a child to a live performance. It's just mesmerizing. And some of them, they might say, I want to do this one day, or at least to be able to do the interaction and then meet the cast afterwards and so forth. And with all of our kids shows, we want it to be very audience involvement so that characters might look at the kids and say, which way did he go? Or, you know, which which one of these should I pick? And of course, you know, kids love to be involved. Is that how you caught the bug for theater and act? Did you see something as a kid? Pretty much. My parents were great. They would take me to one of my shows that I was in love with as a child was The Sound of Music. So whenever they saw that a school was doing it, they would take me to see The Sound. <laughs> of course, and as a child, oh my golly, I thought I was going to a Broadway production. And then I had a brother that did a lot of theater, so I would go to see his performances. And then I would write my own plays. What's funny is I would take the Peanuts characters when I was in elementary school and write little plays for them. And I was always Snoopy. And then <laughs> it ended up, there really is a production called You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Later, I ended up playing Lucy in three different productions. And now You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown is one of the shows we're doing for Other Voices season. I feel like so. that already answers any kind of like, what's your bucket list show? We've got this full circle. <laughs> so we'll circle. Yeah, so now I'll be directing it. So, um, you know, and I'm going to tell everybody that auditions for Lucy, when well, now you know I was Lucy three different times. So Bring your A game. Bring yes. your A game. <laughs> yes. What are some other plays that have really get you excited about theater then? The wonderful thing is with new shows, coming to Broadway. One of the things we did was a show called I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change. And I had seen that off-Broadway. And then when we were trying to pick shows and so forth, I said, this is a show that's hysterical, small cast, small pit combo. And so we did it. And people will always say, would you rather direct or would you rather perform? Because I do both. Arsenic and Old Lace, I played one of the little old ladies. I was Martha Brewster. (laughs) So I was making the special wine as part of that. And so much of it depends upon the show. If there's a show that's coming up that I want that I know, oh, I would love to be in that production, then I will contact other people about coming in to direct. Ray Hatch, who is a local performer, he's the one that came in and directed Arsenic and Old Lace for us so that I could then be in the show. You always have to have that separate director's eye. I don't want to try to direct something and then also take a role in it because I want to be able to have someone direct me when I'm on stage. It's funny, for a while, a bucket list was The Wicked Witch and The Wizard of Oz. So when we did that, I played The Wicked Witch. (laughs) So, you know, looking at it now, wow, there is an incredible production called Foxfire that was done years ago with Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin. I would love to do that production. I did it once before, and I would like to bring that to other voices. I think it would be great for that venue. So I'm currently now talking to some people about, hey, would you be interested in directing that if we put that in an upcoming season? We're always thinking about productions and so forth. It seems like the more theater you do, the more you love it. Yes. There's this wonderful poem that says, when a production ends, you're depressed, you're down, and you feel like this small little world has ended. And the only way to pop up from that is to do another show (laughs) and create another small world that you are a part of. Always chasing something. Yeah.
From what I read, you guys have been open since 1998. Other Voices has been doing a production of Alice in Wonderland. That's another branch of Other Voices at the Weinberg Center. It's a huge dance production that is done every Easter. There's like a big umbrella for Other Voices, Inc. There's the dance part of it with the professional dance troupe, and then there is our theater part of it. So we're always doing stuff. Do you feel like theater in Frederick has really grown right now? I think it's awesome because there is always something to go and see And I really feel like we all complement each other because some of the newer ones or the Met might do something a little racier than what we're doing. And the Fredericktown Players, big traditional group, are also offering some of the big standards. And I think it's just unique how we all work together and support each other. We'll borrow props. You know, I'll have somebody call me and say, do you have some microphone stands I can borrow? And I said, sure. I'll call somebody and say, do you have an antique phone, you know, 1924? (laughs) So that's the cool thing is we all know each other and support each other and we're saying you know if we need to create a set piece for one show if somebody else has it in their storage let's share and try to make it work without having to spend money to create something you're only going to use once to rope way back into this interview yes where'd you get your puppets for avenue q then we ended up renting them from a company in california yes (laughs) there are companies that rent specific props and things and obviously that show has a very specialty look to it (laughs) and when they came in you know they're packed in boxes there's all these instructions with them. I took pictures of how they were packed in the boxes so that we knew exactly how to box them back up to return them. They come with a little sewing kit of the thread for each puppet in case you need to make a repair. The actors for that show not only had to learn their lines, lyrics for the songs, they also took puppet lessons. Auditioning for that, I also have to wonder, like, do you have someone who's auditioning for the role of Gary Coleman? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes. I'm auditioning for Gary Coleman. People that know Avenue Q are now laughing yeah. hearing this and other people are going, what? <laughs> so what are some of the other weird things that people have stood up in front of said, I'm auditioning for the part of? Some of the fun things at auditions, people bring their resumes and a lot at the bottom of a resume, people list specialty skills. And sometimes it will say things like, can twirl a baton, can walk a tightrope. If you're doing a circus show, that's awesome. One of the times I had one that said, can do 32 different animal sounds. So of course I had to say, do an elephant. Do an aardvark. Do this. Do that. Or they'll say, you know, can do 16 different dialects. So I'm saying, you know, do Swedish. Do this. Do that. So it's it's kind of fun to look at somebody's specialty list and then say, oh, wow, this is great. Let me hear some of this. It's like, oh, wait, you can juggle knives, eh? Juggling is a skill that a lot of put down. But knives, yes, I would say. I don't know if I would want to see that (laughs) in case they just put that down, but they really can't do it. So looking forward for other voices, what are some other? After Chicago, what's coming up? Right around Halloween, we're doing Bly Spirit. And that's No Coward Comedy. That involves a seance, and it ends up that the man's past wife comes back to life, and she's not real pleased with his current wife. (laughs) So there's all kinds of problems that happen that she has been brought back during this seance. And then for the holidays, for kids, we're doing Frosty the Snowman. Oh, that's adorable. And that's an adaptation that I wrote. It was one of my favorite ones that I wrote. It's based on the theory that Frosty's hat is magic. It brings him to life. And it also has positive influence for anybody else that puts it on. And Kathy Porter Borden, local voice teacher, wrote music for it. So it's an original production that we'll be doing in December. And then in February is First Date, right around Valentine's Day. All that dating angst around Valentine's Day and what to happen. We figured we'd throw in some blind date angst. (laughs) And then in May, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. And then next summer, Young Frankenstein. There's huge variety 
in all of this. How's the addition line not just Abby Normal? <laughs> really, really. <laughs> and obviously the tallest guy that comes in would have a really good chance at yeah. being the monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for talking with uh, me. I end every interview with the exact same question, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your answer to this. What has you excited? What are you looking forward to in the future? The response of audiences to all of our upcoming shows. I tell the actors, the reason we do this is, you know, we're rehearsing right now. There's a lot of empty seats out there. Can't wait to get an audience here. So can't wait to see how we're going to touch or have someone laugh or cry or say, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I saw this as an audience member. Audience reactions are the best. Yeah, that's why we do it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you very much.